Hi everyone, welcome to the Desi Crime Podcast. I'm Aryan, your host for this episode. And I'm Ishwara. Before we start the case for today, I want all of you to go over to our YouTube channel, the Desi Crime YouTube channel, and subscribe. It's free. We're not even asking you for money. We have season one out now. All the cases on our podcast that you loved, get ready to experience them in a whole new way. So go subscribe to the Desi Crime YouTube channel. We'd like to thank our newest patrons, Naisa, Abigail, and Vikram Kapoor. Thank you so much for your contributions that truly help running this podcast. It's the segment where we sit and discuss our lives. It's the segment where we sit and discuss the spookiest, scariest, weirdest things that have happened to all of us, all of us in the Desi crime community. Welcome back to another episode of Chai and Chitti. You guys are lucky to be listening to our voices, at least Ishwara's voice today, because just yesterday she had a very high fever in the midst of her exams. But I think she's doing better now. Um, how are you holding up, Isha? I'm actually doing much better today. But the funny thing is it really doesn't matter because I'm 100% sure all of our listeners will be able to tell that my voice is funky. And someone is going to comment in the newest post <laughs> that my voice sounds funny. And I love that that you guys notice it so much. Uh, but thank you. I'm doing much better. <laughs> also a big week in terms of a little something Spotify does for creators and consumers alike. The Spotify rap they release. Uh, what was it like seeing the numbers, Ashwara? It's actually really, really surreal to have everyone posting their specific Spotify wrapped, mm-hmm. which is about the artists that they listen to. But we get to be on the other spectrum of that and that we are the creators. And that's just so surreal for us to put up the stats on our specific stories about how much you guys listen to us. And it's so heartwarming. I did not expect in any stretch of the imagination the numbers that we saw on the Spotify wrapped. Yeah. It's It was crazy. And that kind of inspired me to do something, uh, given I saw we had 170,000 fans for whom we're in their top 10 podcasts. And this is just Spotify, which is just half of our listeners. Pretty surreal, pretty cool. But I was thinking, and this is just a thought, so I'm putting it out there. I'm not necessarily going to do it, but I'm going to be in India for two months between December 15th and, you know, Jan- end of January. I was thinking about meeting some of you in Noida in Delhi at a cafe, at a rooftop bar. But DM me ideas about what we could do and if you will actually be interested in doing something like this. Because if there are enough people, we might have a little meetup in December or January. But shoot me your ideas. With that, let's get started with the first story we have for you today. This one comes from Pratiksha. Uh, she writes... Hello, Ashwara and Aryan. Belated happy Thanksgiving to you and your family. I don't know when this will reach you, but a wish never harms. You're right, a wish never harms. And thank you so much, Pratiksha. 
It's because of you two amazing souls, my crime hunger was satisfied with a sumptuous meal called the Desi Crime Podcast. And <laughs> honestly, I ate each and every one of those fascinating episodes, leaving no crumbs. You guys are spectacular. Love, love, and more love from Kolkata. That was amazingly written, Ashwarya. Yeah, that's such a cute, adorably mm-hmm. written way of saying that you like us. Thank you so much. Since your Chai and Chitti launched, I am so hooked to them. Listening to so many stories mailed by our Desi crime family compelled me to send one that still sends chills down my spine. That that's actually why we started this episode to begin with to you know reach out to you guys, hear your stories and you know for you to identify that and be inspired to send yours means a lot so keep that coming. My mother narrated this to me cuz she faced this and I'm trying to put this here as accurately as I can. My grandfather had a very complicated life in general. His mother died when he was very young and his father remarried for the purpose of getting the young boy a mother to take care of him. His stepmother was essentially a very good human being and treated him very well. But things changed when she had her own child. My grandfather got a stepbrother, but both of them never got along for some unknown reason. Years passed when both of them got married, started their own family, but my mother and her siblings never understood why Kaka, as we call uncle in Bengali, ever behaved well with her father. Maybe being a stepbrother bothers him too much. That's what the family thought. Little did my mother or the rest of her family know about her uncle's real intentions. It is customary to think of dividing an existing property between the siblings so that no family feud arises between future generations. My grandfather had no objection to it, but his stepbrother had. He wanted this entire property under his own name. In order to destroy my grandfather and his entire family, he called in a tantric. The very tantric performed some ritual one day and at the end of it called my mother and gave her a hibiscus flower in her hand and asked her to tightly close her fist. Then he said to my mother, "Quote, what do you have in your hand?" My mother replied, "It's just a flower." He said to check again if it is a flower, and when my mom opened her fist, there was no flower. It turned into sandesh, a sweet. Since that day, My mom fell ill. Her temperature shot up, but no medical assistance could help her. She grew weaker day by day. Everyone around her house reported to see a shadow as tall as 5 stories looming over the house. An unexplained dark vibe transpired throughout the house. Inside the house seemed a shade darker even if the sun was bright outside. When such a thing lasted for a week and little over, my grandfather decided to call upon a very good friend of his who was a very strong psychic. The friend upon visiting his house announced that something doesn't seem right about the entire surroundings, as if something or someone is keeping a constant watch from every corner. He suggested to perform a havan and that might solve the problem. My grandfather agreed to it. On the day while the rituals were being performed in full swing, suddenly a loud noise, precisely a growl, was heard from the front yard of the house, and each of the door and windows started to bang against its respective frames as if the house fell prey to a huge tornado. Everyone, including my grandmother holding my mother tightly, rushed in the front yard. Everyone present there still claims that the wind that was blowing out of the house had a distinct black color. no one could explain it till date 
This lasted for an entire 15 minutes after which everything stood still as if nothing ever happened. Everyone was still standing in the yard except for the tantric. When a search began for him, he was found lying in a corner of the yard among the tall grass. His head was detached from his body as if someone twisted his head and uprooted it from its place out of sheer fury and rage. The psychic friend later explained to my grandfather that in order to destroy him and his family, the tantric at the behest of his stepbrother called in a spirit. The spirit is so sinister that if it accomplishes its purpose, the person for whom it was summoned would die, and if not, it will kill the person who summoned him, and the person who summoned him will die a horrific death. My grandfather later recounted that his stepbrother, that is my mother's uncle, surrendered for the murder of this tantric and had spent the rest of his life in jail. He never met anyone until his final years of life when he called my grandfather to confess about everything that he did. Miraculously, my mom recuperated without any medical assistance. She was cured to the point as if nothing ever happened to her. That was a bit long, but I tried to pitch this in as accurate a form as I could without exaggerating. I hope you will enjoy reading this to our Desi crime fam. With lots of love and best wishes to you both, Pratiksha. Oh my god. Yeah. That story was terrifying and it had so many layers to it. That was incredible. Ashwara, that sounds like Desi conjuring to me. 100%. That's exactly yeah. what it sounds like. Kind of blew my mind. And on the note of a slightly long story, we have our next story for this episode. In fact, the subject matter of this email is kind of a long one. <laughs> and on that note, I just want you all to know that please don't be afraid of making your stories as detailed as you want them to be. Oh, yeah. We're actually more likely to pick your stories if they are longer and detailed and can be made into episodes as compared to the shorter ones. Hello, Ishwara and Aryan. First of all, thank you for all your hard work and dedication to make this podcast one of the best ever. As a true crime lover, it was hard to find a good one which hooks me, but yours definitely did. I started listening to your podcasts on June 17th, 2020. Even when wow. I go on long trips and vacations, I still listen to every episode which comes out and my friends always get pissed that I listen to this when I'm out, <laughs> but I don't give a fuck. Lol. <laughs> <laughs> Listening to this podcast is a part of my life now even though the episodes are horrific and saddening. Kudos to you both. Thank you so much. That's so kind. Thank you anonymous 0070. That means a lot. <laughs> now to my experience. This happened when I was in Bangalore studying for my undergraduate. I was in a hostel and during my second year, four friends of mine started to look for an apartment for them. Their initial criteria was a 1 BHK and their budget was 10000 rupees. After 2 months they called me and another friend to come check out an apartment. We went there and we were mind blown. It was an amazing 3 BHK apartment right in the center of busy Bangalore and it was completely furnished with luxury stuff. We were all like what? I told them you guys are mad or what your budget is 10k and you can't even afford a studio apartment with that budget in this neighborhood. That's when they told me the owner is in Australia and he doesn't want to make anything out of this. He just decided to give the apartment to my four friends for 11,500 rupees. That's the kind of deal that sounds so good that it's too good to be true. 
right almost sus but you're kind of thanking your luck maybe yeah, you just yeah, are yeah. that lucky <laughs> they decided to take this and signed the deal and paid an advance of 1 lakh most places in bangalore take an advance which is equal to 10 months of rent we had a great party the first night there and it was amazing the flat was big enough for 25 people to sleep comfortably and not on top of each other like a sandwich The next morning we went to a tea stall nearby and while having tea and a smoke the shopkeeper said don't party too hard. We asked him why did it disturb you? If it did we apologize we'll keep it down the next time. He said me? Chi no. It will disturb the spirit inside and then there oh won't be god. any more parties because you won't wake up the next day. Oh my god. My mind went what the fuck? <laughs> and I wanted to get pissed at him but then I thought it's their beliefs I'm no one to question or try to change that your mind going what the fuck is such an emotion like you can't that's such a good way of describing certain reactions 100%. where your mind your mind literally goes what the fuck it's that, a very specific I, I relate. emotion very that specific. we all relate to yeah <laughs> right so he said it's their opinion I'm no one to question or try to change that I got a lot on my plate already After a month or so those four friends told us that something weird always happens there whenever they keep the dishes on the table to eat something or the other falls down and breaks they even tried to keep few dishes on the table at night and slept but when they woke up the next day they were broken plates me being a person who doesn't believe in religion spirits and all laughed it off with my friends so they told us to come stay there the next day and see for ourselves i a daredevil lol took up this <laughs> challenge and went there the next day and slept with them to prove their point they kept three glasses and a plate on the dining table and wow. we slept i woke up the next day before anyone else to see if they were up to something and i was shocked i couldn't move for a minute or two two glasses were broken one on the floor wow. one on the table i woke them up and showed it to them they started panicking because they thought it was only them who felt this but now an outsider had i told them not to worry i spoke to the owner and he said the locals say something about a bad spirit but that's all bs please ignore it i told them for the next one week let's have people around so you don't stay alone until we find another place to stay so i called five of my other friends and we got together The next morning it was a Sunday and also the day our professor was getting married so we were all invited. One of those four friends who took the apartment went to the washroom to take a shower and we were in the same bedroom laying down talking about Call of Duty versus Counter Strike. It was then we heard him scream so loud from the washroom and we all ran there and started knocking on the door. We can hear the shower running but no sound of him. My friend then broke the door and barged in to find him scared and sitting on the floor. I asked him what happened. He said someone hit me on my back. We were oh like is there goosebumps? I've goosebumps. So did I. This is one of the scariest stories I've read in our emails. And it's oh my god, okay. They said it's just you inside. You're naked and taking a shower. There's literally no one else inside and no one can even come inside. We got him up and the moment we lifted him up my other friend started screaming and dashed out of the washroom. He saw something on the back of the guy who was in for a shower. 
It was a handprint. Five fingers. His back was red. Just like someone smacked him on the back of his shoulder. My eyes couldn't believe what I just saw. It was impossible for someone to play this prank. And he wouldn't hit himself so hard on the back to cause a handprint like that. I knew what happened, but I didn't tell it out loud to make sure the others don't panic more. We called the owner right away and he started being such a cruel human and he started mocking and asking us, are you guys idiots to think you could get such an apartment for such low rent? Of course it's haunted. He said you can change your apartment but you won't get the advance of one lakh back. We were all broken thinking about the emotional trauma we went through and now they were about to lose their money. We decided to move out because money can be made later on. We do not have any guarantee we will be alive the next day if we continue staying there. They decided to shift back to the hostel. They took three days to pack. The fourth day, me and my friend went there to help them move. It was a rainy day and the moment we got out of the cab and entered the gate, we saw one of my friend, the friend who was in the washroom taking a shower, sitting on the curb, completely drenched due to the rain and crying. Poor guy went through such a traumatic experience. We sat with him and consoled him. We then asked him to come upstairs and get the hell out of there. He told us to go up, he'll come in a while. We told him, don't get drenched anymore, go sit in the parking. He went there and we went upstairs. The moment my friend opened the door of the apartment, me and the friend who came with me froze. We stood there like ice. We couldn't utter a single word. I felt like I died. Inside the apartment were four of my friends who took the apartment. The friend who we saw drenched in the rain and crying his eyes out was sitting on the sofa, completely dry and watching the news. We then told them that we saw him downstairs and the other three told us, Are you guys tripping on LSD or what? He hasn't gone out alone since the washroom incident and he's been here in our sight. I had to sleep for a few hours to get my heart back to normal. That's the day I realized I was face to face with an evil spirit. We all left Bangalore after our undergraduate and even though we got placements there, we decided to move out of Bangalore due to these incidents. P.S. We all like to keep our names hidden and anonymous. That's why I haven't used any names. Also, a bunch of us pooled in money and gave those four $2,500 each because they lost one lakh and they weren't from a financially strong family. The last thing we want them to have is to worry about these spiritual incidents and also worry about money. Thank you and keep up the good work. Yeah, I'm never renting an apartment from an Australian anymore or anybody in Australia. Never renting a really fancy apartment that I'm getting for the price of a shoebox. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, Uh, that was scary. That was genuinely scary. Very scary, very well written, incredibly traumatizing. All right, I I think the third one is going to be a little break from the goosebumps and can sort of lower your heart rate. Um, so it goes Hi Ishwara and Aryan. I just want to start by saying I'm a huge fan of the Desi Crime podcast I was never really a fan of podcasts But I was hooked to your podcast Since the very first episode Of Burari Mass Hangings I'm originally from Drumroll Ashwarya, Bangalore Pursuing <laughs> my masters right now In the Netherlands Okay so never renting an apartment in Bangalore either 
right yeah it's uh, like from an australian bangalore price of the shoe box i'm just creating filters in my <laughs> exactly. head exactly uh, also because my lease is actually getting over in over here in new york and i need to find a new apartment so these are things that will come in really handy uh, <laughs> so let me get to the story this was somewhere around 2018 it was during my engineering degree i'm sure a lot of brown kids can relate to me when i say i was up all night cramming for the exam the next day ashwarya from our experience of studying for an exam that's exactly how we do it that is the only way we have ever studied the in our run and i laugh about it is that when will we learn that that's not how we should study yeah so it was around 2:30 a.m. at night and everyone at home was asleep i was just listening to some music and studying on the dining table with my cute little cat giving me company suddenly my cat went towards my room and just stood at the door staring at the window inside I assumed she was hungry and followed her to give her some food. But as I got closer, I heard a woman's voice. It was like she was crying in pain, something like when someone screams when they're being tortured. I was really scared and went and woke my parents up, told them I was hearing this and asked them if they would come to my room. They heard it as well. In fact, my father went out of the house to see if anyone was hurt, but he didn't see anyone and couldn't hear the voice from the other side of the window the weirdest part of all of this was that my grandma's room was right next to mine and we shared a wall but we couldn't hear the woman screaming in her room we could only hear it in my room the screaming stopped at 3 in the morning we were totally freaked out by then and i ended up sleeping in my parents room The next morning we asked the neighbors and the people living upstairs if they heard anything and they said that they did not. It still scares me till date and I have no clue what that was. And we ended up moving out of the house because after the incident for the next one year either my grandmother or my mom or me were severely ill and in poor health. I hope the story makes it to your Chai and Chitti segment. I'm waiting for more episodes from you. Lots of love and support all the way from Netherlands. Wish you all the best in all your endeavors. Regards, Simran Ashiana. Jesus Christ. Ishwara, this I it's a short story, but I chose it because A it seems real to me. Yeah. And B there is something about hearing a girl shout in and of itself very scary. But to hear it from one room and as soon as you step outside the room to not be able to hear it at all is terrifying it's weird it's terrifying it's yeah so there you go that's the story <laughs> i have two things to say firstly it's really funny how you guys complain that we don't let you sleep this segment makes it so that you guys don't let us sleep <laughs> touche and the other thing is i think there's something to be asked What makes homes more haunted than any other building space? Why is your local big bazaar or your shopping mall <laughs> or your classroom with your professor in it not as haunted? I'm really curious. <laughs> But that's a terrifying story. Nice. All right, let's end with the one you have. All right, so for our last story, it's a story from Kanpur. And Kanpur is a city that Aryan is from. It's a city that I have lived in, Let's so we go. both have a connection to Kanpur. So this will hit perhaps a little close to home. Damn, that that's awesome. So the email reads: Hey Aryan and Ashwarya, it's A from Kanpur, and I wanted to share this incident with you guys <laughs> for a long time. So let us dive in without any further ado. Also, I swear I'll not overstate anything. I'll recount as it is. 
I live in a family of five with my older brother, mom, dad and grandma. My family isn't very open about the relationship between my mom and my dad. Hey, wait, not that they don't have a healthy relationship. They do have a healthy <laughs> one. But they're not good at expressing themselves or sometimes feel shy about it. So my dad sleeps separately with my brother and I sleep with my mom. Let me just say this. This is oddly common in Kanpur. I know so really? many relatives. Yeah, I know so many relatives. Because uh, see, your family lived in Kanpur. My family is from Kanpur. So right. I, I don't know if it's a Kanpur thing, but it's, a, it's certainly a trend I've observed. 100%. It's also very old school romance cute that you're still yeah, shy after having yeah. kids. I kind of like it. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So a few weeks ago, I was lying on my bed and suddenly my mom said to me, "You know what Neha Didi said today? P.S. Neha Didi is my cousin who lives near my house and my mom visits them often." I looked at her with curious eyes. She replied, "Leave it. It's night and you'll get scared." I somehow tried to convince her and she finally agreed to tell me. Well, she said that last night she could hear voices from the drawing room and the courtyard. Your didi said that it almost felt like two people were communicating in their code language, but she didn't check who it was as she was too scared to do so. And what if it was nothing and she would just end up waking up the other people sleeping peacefully? I thought maybe Neha didi was just hearing things, so I shrugged it off and went back to sleep. The next day my mom got a call from her friend who lives just 3 houses away from us. My mom said she sounded scared while on the phone. Her exact words were, "I can't believe that happened to us. I heard some dragging voices at night, so I asked my husband to check what was happening. I switched on the lights and everything was fine. We went towards the veranda and there I noticed something wrong with the chain by which my child's bicycle was chained. I noticed that it was broken. My husband showed me shoe prints that were on the seat of his bike and then they were printed as if someone jumped from there. After hearing this I felt something was wrong, wrong with our locality. But since this much wasn't enough for my mind to conclude, I waited. The next day the pump operator in our locality asked us for some rupees for fixing a tube light outside his house. He said, "I heard someone knocking on my door late at 3 a.m. yesterday. The next morning my wife was telling me that the charpai kept outside, charpai being a cot on which people sleep, was not in place and was a few meters away from where she kept it. The headlight of my bike was broken." After this incident, the pump operator left that was it that's when i decided to write to you guys i would like to end this by nothing happened ever since the last unfortunate incident with the pump operator also i'm a very big fan of your podcast i just truly love ishwara's way of narrating and aryan creates a kind of suspenseful turn in the plot i would be more than happy if you guys would include my story in your next giant chitti thank you with lots of love Hey, thank you so much for that story and from being from Kanpur even though you had no choice in that matter. And that sounds like a freaky freaky portrayal of Kanpur. I am mm-hmm. a little terrified. For people that live in that city, it's in fact freaky for freaky things to not happen. That's true and that's true perhaps for any Indian town, but I feel like Kanpur specifically has so much history. I personally living in Kanpur have heard of a ton of crazy freaky stories from different localities. So it makes sense. And with that, if you live in Kanpur or you live in Delhi or you live in India or in Bangalore 
or in Bangalore or on this planet. Stay safe, stay crazy, and stay desi.